1: what's good internet it is july 21st and you are listening to waypoint radio it is the end of the week yeah it is hot it oh. is bug hot out oh. there i'm just gonna say that i know it's not a japanese phrase but i'm gonna say it's bug hot How about bug squish hot don't ever say that. It's
3: more disgusting because it's that disgusting out right now.
1: Or is it so hot the bugs have been squished? They
3: just they combust.
1: Oh, my God. I squish. watched a video this week of <laughs> a Japanese hornet
3: oh, yes. being killed. Oh, no, 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 no. By the swarm of bees?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't kill it by stinging it. They kill it by... Yeah. It's unbelievable. They cook it. They cook it. So, there are bees. I just wanted to explain this video. Rob Zackney, Patrick Klepik, also on the call. I have to explain this but video. But hang on. There's an
2: important precursor to this. Have you seen the, the video that precedes the video you saw? No. What's the set okay, of that so for the, me? The Japanese hornet preys on honeybees. Yes. Mm-hmm. And European honeybees, uh, in areas where they've been cultivated, sometimes like Japanese hornets will like find them and just fuck them up. Okay. And so, like in that same documentary, there is... A really gruesome and awful, like, Massacre of the Innocents uh, oh type situation oh, wow. uh, featuring those those wasps, those hornets, and your honeybees. like a bunch honeybees. of them, right?
1: Like, a bunch of them show up swarm. and just
2: fuck them up? Yeah, it's like Apache helicopter gunships <laughs> oh being, like, unleashed on, like, a herd of sheep, wow. uh, basically. Like, it's bad and grotesque and goes on forever. Wow! But Japanese honeybees have a defense. And
1: their defense is incredible. So, yes. so Japanese honeybees. Okay, so the video that I saw, I'm just going to walk you through the video yes, that please, I saw, which please is do. Before the hornets can arrive in their attack formation, they need to find the honeybee hive. And to do that, they send out scouts and the scouts mark the hive with the pheromones, right? They like put a little marker down They're like, yo, it's over here. Let's group up. They like, paint the
3: target. All right,
1: Patrick, you go left, I go right. We'll flank them. That's what we do. And <laughs> Instead, what they ended up the doing—the Japanese
2: honeybees leave a jeep parked in the middle <laughs> of the hive.
1: <laughs> they leave it facing east. Uh, that doesn't work anymore, by the way. So they, what they did was, they were like, "Okay, just pretend like nothing's happening. Don't freak out. Let the hornet get in a little bit, and then like let him come into the hive itself." Or it, I think her, actually, I think the, the scouts are, are, are female, and. Then they they swarm like around the hornet all at once. Like they cover it completely up and then start – actually, what they actually do is they start buzzing first to make a certain hum to communicate the plan. It's time to go. It's time to go. Let let them come in and then we'll get them. And then they come in and the bees swarm around and then – They start vibrating. They start vibrating to produce heat. Now the massive that's heat, massive like like <laughs> bug hot heat. That's yes! why it's called bug hot. Yes, bug hot. Uh, Here is the fact you need to know: Japanese honeybees can survive up to 118 degrees Fahrenheit. Oof. Japanese hornets can survive up to 115 degrees Fahrenheit. It's actually very close, and they can produce heat up to or they they, they what they do is they produce 117. Yeah, if they are one like degree higher. They would cook themselves, but they keep it in this exact middle zone. They like <laughs> active reload right in the middle. Like, they boom. They fucking nailed it. It's incredible. Oh I can't believe that they're able to like manage it that perfectly. To, like, all it would take is like a few more bees vibrating too fast or whatever. Yeah. And they would cook themselves. The,
3: the chorus line is dead. But at instead that point. they
1: cook. There's a thermal video of this out there that like, shows the bees cooking this fucking hornet. It's... And that means that the, the pheromones never get back. They never, never get to call them in. They survive. They survive.
3: They survive by cooking their enemies with their own body. It just,
1: it just shows you what could, what you can do when you, the whole team squads up. You, you know, know, when everybody teams up. That's right. And you share the when heat. When you work together. When you work together.
3: You can cook your enemies.
1: Speaking of enemies, I oh, shit. really think there's oh, only no. one conversation I want to have. Oh, no. <laughs> Rob Zachney, does my Twitter lie or is <laughs> – is our long national nightmare over? Is subterfuge—is your subterfuge game with the various friends of the site, quote unquote?
3: Various friends of site slash frenemies of site.
1: Frenemies, is it over? Have you have you come out the other side? And if so, are you or are you not victorious?
2: Um, I don't know if anyone really came out the other side. <laughs> it's like it's like World War One, where everyone's like, "Oh, thank God that is over. We'll never have to do that again." <laughs> And you're definitely going to have to do that again oh, and it's gonna be worse. Man I was not victorious. I had a few misfortunes befall me over the course of this game. Uh one is that there was the uh the suspicious gift, right. uh, which I learned something about My but we we'll get to chapter that
1: chapter of, of Harry Potter. Yeah.
2: The Gift of Subs. Uh, so we'll get to that oh, in a minute. Uh, uh, um, yeah. well, that's a fanfic, I think, okay. actually. <laughs> yes, that is a Harry
3: Potter fanfic. No question. <laughs>
2: but also, uh, then there was friend of the site, Nick Capazzoli's, uh, basically, like, kamikazeing my game. Like, he... Oh, I didn't know this. Did this ha- When did this happen? Oh, did yeah. You? So we talked about this a little bit on Monday. Okay. Uh, so... Nick was uh, in an alliance against me, but uh, nobody, like, joined his war. Okay. Uh, actually, it was an alliance against him, so he was, like, ready to go. And then he got, like, crunched oh, wow. by um, another another player, uh, uh, Good Nick, we've been calling him. Uh, okay, okay. That's, yeah. that's funny. You got a good we'll, Nick we'll and a bad Nick. Yeah, uh, in-game he goes by Nickst. Right. And then he was also crushed by... Uh, a Mr. Price. So so Capo, uh, as we'll start calling him from here on forward, uh, basically gathered all his forces and fled into my territory and could not be rooted out. Like, he took all his specialists, which give you various defensive bonuses, you know, area of effect powers to, like, whittle down your enemy, uh, and he basically set up camp on my border. And just because of the way subterfuge works, kind of couldn't root him out. Like, he had such a massive defender's advantage uh, that... Like, there was no way even an attack with, like, two to three, three to one odds would take him out. Like, he was just, he was just there. Oh, wow. And if I moved off the border, he then would he come would, and attack. Right, right. So I was stuck with him. So that was basically that was basically the ballgame for me. Uh, he came down and, like, shut down my expansion in the one direction that, like, I really was able to expand. And then it was just, like, this thing I had to cordon off and uh, keep under control the rest of the game. And all right, uh huh. What's up? It's easy to hate Capo uh, yeah, in this situation. Sure is. <laughs> uh, it's it's real easy, and a lot of people in Subterfuge do hate Capo. Like it's it's kind of like his thing is that people like combine against him in Subterfuge because nobody trusts him, right. and he always that sounds like him. Yeah, and, and he always wants to go down as hard as he can. Like he wants to take you down with him, and so like
3: it's a very wrestling.
2: Ish thing yeah, to want totally. yes
3: I understand so
2: this entire game we've been talking about Capo and and saying he's he's bad Nick and he is like like Capo is no fucking good <laughs> like like for Capo like it's it's way more important that he drag other players down than succeed because like at least if he pulls you into the slime with him he's still relevant in the game to somebody like he'll be remembered wow Brutal. The mistake I made, and it's a mistake a lot of people made over the course of this game, is thinking that the existence of a bad Nick implies a good Nick.
1: <laughs> there is no good bad Nick binary.
2: There can be two bad Nicks. Yes. It's a flaw in our thinking. Like <laughs> we have this need to find like binaries and balance and equivalence in systems that are like fundamentally evil. Right. And never so trust we've, like, a nick. That's what that's I'm hearing right. Right. We 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 look at a game like Subterfuge and are like, well, if this one Nick is like nakedly evil, uh, then the, surely the, this other Nick, uh, who's who's always ready with some advice or like a timely warning, surely this this person uh, is the good Nick.
1: And a timely warning arrived.
2: No. Okay. Oh. No, because. As much as we want to believe that, like, there's someone in our corner in Subterfuge that, like, you're not alone with the monsters. The thing about Good Nick is that, like, we never ask why he chooses to spend so much time, like, among the monsters or uh. why he knows so much about them. Like, we don't, like, I never asked why all the other players, like, kind of hate him most of all. Well, he's won every time, right? Yeah, and and that's the thing. This is this is what. I, this Why is what would I mean, anyone trust him? He's won four times or something. Yeah, yeah. He's really good at this, and it's because he presents himself as kind of your guide, your ally. And most of what he says, like most cool. of what he says, is like true and totally useful. And it's only at the end that you realize, like, that Nyx was never your guide. He was your jailer. <laughs> and and so like I had spent. Days setting up this way to eliminate Capo and get him off my border and get back in the game. And my ally in this was Nyxed. And after, like, I spent oh. about 36 hours getting ready for the final cool. push to deal with him. <laughs> Nyxed is like, he just moves all his fleets. They're gone. And <laughs> I'm Does he, like, like what shut down fuck?
1: communications at that point? Does he just, like... Or does he say
2: sorry? Oh yeah, he says yeah. I got a sorry. Uh, I got. He's like I have to. I have to go rush uh, mines. He had to go like take his fleet and turn it into mines and generate the uh-huh. the magic element so that that he could win to win the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's yeah. So he's like he goes off to ascend uh, basically, and he's like sorry. And so later, this is but this is where it gets fu- this is where it gets really fucked up. Next. Still wants to think he's good, Nick. He's not. Like, like later, he's like, "Boy, this end game is going to be really good." <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you!" Like, <laughs> my game is over. And so he's like, he starts like apologizing, and like he's like, he's not sure why I'm angry. So he starts like apologizing for his various sins. And I swear to God, over the course of an evening, my phone kept buzzing. Because a new confession was coming in every 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> I just love the repentful tyrant. That's really great.
3: Yeah. Well, I need to know something. Have Nick and Nyxed ever been photographed together <laughs> at the same place in the same time?
2: I am not 100% sure. Okay. That,
3: I've got a theory.
2: Like, yeah, I, <laughs> think- I can't follow it, Danielle. I can't seem to put it together.
3: I've got a theory here.
2: Yeah, I definitely have the suspicion that, like, it was (laughs) two phones side by side.
3: He's got his chaotic evil and his lawful evil. phones. what's amazing is
1: one of the things that Nick uses on the internet is Nick is Nixed. There you go. The answer's right there. Nick (laughs) is Nixed. Nick
3: is (laughs) Nixed! Oh my god. It's right there. Just fucking follow the money. I feel like Charlie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. From uh, It's Always Sunny. Like, you followed it, and it was only one step. You didn't need to make a lot of connections. It's beautiful. (laughs)
2: So he keeps apologizing for all the shit he did over the course of the game including the fucking gift subs. Oh. No. Yeah, no. Him? I read that situation correctly. Those players fucked up. There was oh, a mistake. Oh, interesting. And next is like, you know how you can salvage this mistake? Oh no. Is you can turn those subs into gifts. Ah. And that will bring peace between your two factions. Uh-huh. And you won't lose those subs. Warm tongue motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And so like it was like the end of Usual Suspects, right. where I realize, oh, everything since like day two or day three has actually been orchestrated, right? And like, I admire it, like, well played. But the amazing thing is how many, like, now, now I sort of see it. Like Capo and I were sort of talking toward the end. And he's and, and Capo was like, oh yeah, like Nyxed always does this. Next, uh always like gets the new players on side. And turns them against all the other players because he presents himself as trustworthy. And then they just do his bidding. (laughs) And so, even toward the end, you had people like in the chat congratulating themselves for like taking part in his betrayals. And I'm like, it's nice that you believe you had agency, but like, we were all but pawns in this. Like, the finishing order was dictated by Nyx, and it was really impressive. But it was also very, very dark, and I cannot wait to play again. Oh, man. <laughs> That's – I so I saw a thing
1: on Twitter towards the end that, like, Capazoli ended up just being literally unable to make any moves at all.
2: How yeah. – like, did
1: you just box him in completely and surround him, or did the game break? Like, what
2: – No, I, bo- he, I boxed him in. Oh, wait, no, the game did break. Okay. Uh, there, was, there was some sort of glitch that he was unable to – Send out fleets, uh, boy! That glitch could have shown up earlier. Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> I think the lesson here is just how close a f- friend and fraud really are. You know, like that's yeah. You
3: know, the, the words it's, start out the same.
1: Yeah, there's really? an I and a U. Yeah, different. And
3: I like as in an IOU. Right. There's things going on there. Language.
1: You should not play as your boss, Rob. I'm just gonna say. I mean, this is not a. Uh, I'm not. I can't give you this directive. Your private time is your own time. Really, as your friend, <laughs> not your fraud. Your
3: friend, not your fraud.
1: You should give your mental health the the,
3: the, the priority <laughs> in your
1: life so that you don't drive yourself to death via subterfuge. I need
2: you,
3: Rob. Yeah, we need you, man.
2: Austin, Danielle, there's things I can't leave behind. I see. I know. We all there's... Have- yeah. I got some things I need to do. All right. In subterfuge. I got to go back below the waves. All right. I'm, make things right.
1: I'm giving you your diving helmet. But this is the last time, Zachney.
2: <laughs> oh. I always come back.
3: God. It's true. You know.
1: While you've been underwater, I've been in outer space. Ooh. I actually guess that's not Where does Destiny take place? Yeah, Earth, it's in space. Earth, Earth is in space. Space-ish. It's yeah, space-esque. Destiny 2 has a beta running right now on consoles. The PC one is in August, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Uh that game is Destiny but kind of better, I guess? What do you? What's Who's been playing the Destiny 2 beta?
0: Well, you and I played Me? it together. Rob, yeah, well, we we, we, yeah. uh, uh, we have not really heard kind of your your thoughts. We, this runs over a lot of repeated content that mm-hmm. both you and Austin saw during the uh, reveal uh, back in, uh, was it May? I think that yes. it was. Uh, yeah. But like, how, how have your thoughts changed? What do you think of the beta uh, based on what you played so far?
1: Uh, that beta was the same thing that I played.
2: The thing, like it's exactly, the same exact
1: thing. Uh, except there was like one more multiplayer okay. mode, I think, and maybe there was a little bit more to the mission. The
2: story mission has like a beginning and an end that it did not have, which Correct. is nice.
1: Yeah, which was nice. It was cool to like see a few more NPCs in the story mission that we didn't see in the in the I need, I need the thing. It's, uh, I would say, I don't, wait, I don't I actually game. don't, don't think, think, you think you need do.
0: to play it because I mean that, we, was sort of, yeah. that was sort of that was sort of like the thrust of the article I wrote this week, which is that I had every confidence the campaign missions would be more like this i had you know every confidence that like the strikes could get more ambitious like those are things that yes i'm not saying they're easy i'm just saying they were expected for a sequel that had very clear weaknesses and those weaknesses are often a strength of bungie as a studio and so I was pretty confident in their ability to pull that off um but the beta itself is extremely safe in terms of what it communicates about
1: what is quote-unquote better about the game so that's especially in contrast to the first beta which like that context i think is for the destiny one beta rather
0: well there was an alpha and a beta for destiny remember right so there was yeah and so i think for most people they played the beta which was like a large um, section of, uh, the Cosmodrome, like, set on Earth, um, that right. you got to experience a patrol. Uh, and I think a lot of people thought, like, oh, this is just a tiny slice of the video game. And then as it turns out, it was one fifth of what was in <laughs> of the entire content yeah. of, of Destiny. Um, and the beta for Destiny Two includes no patrols. Like there is no section that you're There's just no open wandering. world exploration. Yeah.
1: Right. It's it's uh, so for people who don't know, it was the it's like the opening mission or an opening mission uh, to the game, and then a uh, strike, which is one of the kind of um, group uh, like mid level, uh, I guess, experiences. It's okay. not it's not as as rigorous and as difficult as a raid. Okay. You don't have to like get together everybody like okay it's raid night. But it is sort of like all right, everybody button up and play. Well, because there are areas where if you die, like your death is there's consequences, there's consequences.
0: Well, and exactly. they're, they're really not meant to be played solo. Although you no. can play them solo, like yeah. there there are things the game lets you do that, but it's they're really not. It's designed to be played with. A group, there's lots of areas and strikes in which you cannot revive yourself and respawn. Right. So and those are often, you know, the more uh challenging combat encounters. But you yeah, like the, There's oh, multiplayer
1: modes in this too. That's the third thing, is you can okay. play competitive multiplayer. Um and the strike is good. That's like for me the big takeaway is it's very good like, strike. Wow, good strike.
3: Good strike. Um
1: and I've played that strike. This is the third time I've played it, and I've liked it each time, and obviously there's been gaps between uh, the first two times I played it, which was at that event and then and then yesterday or on Monday. Um but even still, I like, I had all – I knew all the steps that were coming. But I had that thing that I think Destiny produces, which is I was excited to show them to you. I was excited for you, Patrick, mm-hmm. to see the final boss fight where you're falling through all that stuff or, like, oh, the huge cool. saw excavation area. Like, all those things. Like, oh, I'm cool. Like, I'm excited for Patrick to see what comes next. And I still had, like, the, the hairs on my arm stand up when, like, it was a close fight, you know? Like, oh, man, like, just barely pulled that out. Oh, we can do it. And, like – there were enough cool mechanics in that strike for it to be fun re- as a repeatable thing. Obviously, I still hope that there are a lot of strikes in that final game. I hope that there are. There's a lot of great single player content. I hope I'm not rerunning the same things over and over and over again. Um, even though I know I will be to some degree. Uh, and so that's why it's like it was a it's a weird thing for me. My my thoughts haven't changed at all, but n- neither have any of my questions been answered. Well, right? and
0: so it makes me you know one thing I didn't propose in the in the article, but it was something I thought about more as. I looked at sort of the content that was in the Destiny 1 Alpha and Beta. And what happened with the Destiny 1 Alpha and Beta was that it created this intense whiplash because people liked, that really liked what they saw in the Alpha and Beta, and yeah. were willing to forgive the lack of content or the context in which that content was uh, sort of rolled out to players because, oh, it's an Alpha, it's a Beta, it's a demo. Like, I, ah, you know, like. You, you let a lot of things slide, and so the thing that people took away from it was, like, holy shit, like, the combat is really good right. in this game. Like, they they not only took what was great about Halo, but have adapted it into this, like, wild new way with classes, and, like, just all of that was very clear in the beta and alpha, and got people very excited to do, to take that and do it in the full game, mm-hmm. and especially in the, like, pre-Taken King you know, year and a half or year before uh, that, that dropped, uh, the, the whiplash when Destiny 1 came out was intense because, yeah. it like, the story was, was garbage. Like, there was, there was <laughs> no way to redeem... Like, you can talk about the Grimoire cards all you want, but, like, no, but the, yeah. the story in Destiny 1 was a complete fucking train wreck, and the missions <laughs> themselves were just... Like, they were insulting to the legacy of, like, the single-player campaign stuff that Bungie had done in the past. Like, it was... It there was like
1: was nice. none of the dynamism, none of the spectacle, none of like the flow. It was lots of I'm going to bring my little AI buddy and stand next to a computer for 40 seconds. When while I got to the end, attacked.
0: I was I was
2: physically angry at how bad the end of that <laughs> game was. Like it, it was- basically ends in a parking garage with a rando showing up <laughs> and being like, "That sure was a game." That does happen.
1: Hey, she gives you a gun, okay? She gives you her gun that you've outleveled by the time she gives it to you <laughs> I
0: thought it was, I, I thought it was some sort of elaborate joke like oh, there's some other thing that's going to happen like oh this is not how this game ends and it was just like, oh my like, I, that's why mm-hmm. I didn't go back to the game until taking King because I was so insulted by the way that game ended that as much as the combat intrigued me and as much as uh I would hear from my friends like, oh, there are these bits that are like worth grasping onto and like ignore all the other stuff i I, I just couldn't do it and yeah even when it came back for the taken king the things that it made better like patrols weren't really fixed like like the daily grind of that game like still hadn't been fundamentally addressed in a way that I wanted it to and so what it, i guess to to wrap around to so what I was building to is that if the whiplash from for the destiny one early access stuff was like we're going to overwhelm you and then be underwhelmed with what mm-hmm. delivers in Destiny 1. The hope is, but I'm grasping onto, <laughs> is that with Destiny 2, the thought was, let's do the opposite, right? Like, yeah. Let's show the obvious things that people know are going to be better in this sequel and then overwhelm them with the other stuff when they discover it in Destiny 2. And like I've heard like some little birdies uh, since expressing that concern that yeah. there's reason to be interested and optimistic about what is going to be there in... And not just in patrols. Like, patrols is, like, a a larger term for sort of, like, the wide open spaces in which you're discovering side missions, things you're doing that are not the campaign missions, that are not the strikes, that are not the raids. Um, There's reason to be, like theoretically excited for a lot of the stuff that's building. This is, like, not based on people who have played the game, but based on sort of the kinds of people that maybe are working on that. Right. Like, people who have experienced that yeah, is... Yeah. The way it was conveyed to me, was like, ooh, like, that could be... Really fascinating. Okay. I'm so, very
1: I'm, curious because that's – for me is like the the bulk of my time in Destiny was always bumming around either in in social spaces waiting to go do strikes or like I'll just run some patrols tonight. Like I'll put on a podcast. I'll hop on Skype with a friend and I'll just go do some patrols or like I'll go do uh, activities that I can repeat and, and – Right. Like,
0: oh, as, as some quest that I have out, to fill whatever. out that because of some patrol quest that I could go – do But, like, in no world was anyone sitting down and going, like, can't wait to go do some patrols. Like, it was an incredibly <laughs> yes. weak weak element of the game, despite how central it was to act as a buffer between the, a lot of the main stuff you were doing mm-hmm. in that game. And it's just, it's, it'll be inexcusable for the sequel to have any, like, it, yeah. it's a low bar for them to do better patrols. But, like, it's not that they have to beat what they did in Destiny 1. Like, they need to exceed it and make that a meaningful part of the game. Otherwise... that's going to be really frustrating if that's – if they don't pull that off.
1: Yeah. I – weird thing is there's going to be one hour at the end of this weekend – during which one of the social spaces is open in that game oh, for the beta. They're doing Whoa. the farm, which is like one of the the social spaces,
3: just for an what hour. Is social space in this game. So I'm, I'm a Destiny noob. noob I've played right. it twice and didn't remember it. So it's
1: it's so in the first in Destiny one there are a handful of them by the end of the by the what? end of the the run of all the expansions and all that. they are places that you go to like check your mail and upgrade your guns or like go like turn in quests and get cutscenes. It's where people dance.
3: Okay, cool. Now. I, it's where people dance they throw like yeah. a glowy
1: ball around Anything? you can yeah. just like hang out there go into your vault you know yeah. do stuff do
3: what you would do in, in, in like if a town you were a cool in, space person if
1: I was a cool space person yeah. right. right or like yeah. in a town in an MMO you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. it's where okay. all the vendors are it's cool like they are weirdly uh, I think people have, a, have, a, have a, a real sense of um uh What's the word I'm looking for? It's not just appreciation, affection? but there's like there's a, yeah, there is an affection yeah. for those places in the first destiny. Because people have spent so much time there, <laughs> so like I get like oh yeah, at the end of the beta, just fucking go hang out because that's because there are no patrols. There isn't a space to do that in this. So like you're either playing competitive, which I think I'm probably never going to do much of. And, like, that's not hangout time. That's, like, be on your fucking game time uh, or run the strike, which is still, like, okay, this is pretty serious. There's just no place to just, like, hang around with your buds and, like, oh, cool armor, you know? Like, that yeah. just isn't a part of the experience in the beta right now. Rob, I'm really curious for you because you also played this stuff when I did a couple months ago. Has your headspace
2: changed at all on this game or or, or what you want from it? A few different directions. Um, okay. So the, the mission in the beta actually left me feeling more optimistic because, like, the thing that was demoed was so stripped down. Yeah. That it really lacked some key context and felt way more lifeless than um this the story mission feels in this in this beta. Uh, one key thing is that there's this moment where you you go running into the courtyard outside the tower outside the tower, and Zavala's there. And he's fighting the Red Legion troops who are coming in. And in the original demos, it's really underwhelming because like Zavala like has all the like liveliness of like a Chuck E. Cheese animatronic. Like he Aww. like pops out from behind a rock Aww, and like does a shoot animation, and then like <laughs> literally like every like three minutes he's like "take cover," and then he like pops his uh, shield, and you have to go hide in there while missiles come in. <laughs> And like with just you, a bunch of Cabal and Zavala, mm-hmm. it felt like, oh man, like this is a really shittily constructed encounter. Right. Uh, this is this is bad. In the beta, like you come barreling out of the out of the same tunnel, but this time, like, a bunch of other guardians are with you, they're other players. And so like you go charging into the melee. And there's a lot more cabal, and suddenly it feels a lot more like, oh, cool, Like this is what the last defense of the tower should feel like. Right, right This is, right. This is what I always wanted Destiny to feel like. Yep, totally. Um,
1: Even just that sequence goes- with all those NPCs just like – Coughing and hanging out like there's just people. They're just people. Yes. They're humans. They're not even guardians. They're just like people who are hanging out, who are like uh, uh, very clearly distressed, who need help. Like I don't know. Like I, I I wrote actually I wrote a piece a few years ago now about the most recent Arkham game. Um, oh yeah. For.
3: Arkham Knight, Arkham or,
1: Knight, right. I wrote it for yeah. Giant Bomb, uh, in which I I lamented the lack of civilians in, like, not just civilians. I lacked. Or I, I lamented the lack of uh, kind of a, a populated Gotham yeah. City because for me the fantasy of Batman is not. He's in a war zone. He's in a, a demilitarized zone. Right. He's in like a he's in a, a place cut off from the rest of society. Or people are all in their homes because it's snowy out, as was the case in Arkham Origins. <laughs> like it's it's living and protecting. Or it's protecting a living city. It's protecting a city that like blossoms with life and like blooms with culture. Like that's why Batman is important to Gotham City because Gotham City is dope yeah. and like he wants to keep it safe and destiny really had that problem too which was like who the fuck am i protecting like i don't know anybody in the city below that the the last city on earth like no i don't what what is that that's like a few lights in the distance that's not like you know jennifer who got me coffee that's not you know yeah. james who like runs jennifer the movie theater james. i just want to help jennifer and james yeah, like you know. like but they don't exist in that game and so even just seeing for a moment a brief vision of them in the hall being like yo we're under attack <laughs> like that helps Hey, they Jack, have their yeah.
3: coffee. They're trying to They're run trying their to run coffee the fucking, to a safer place. That's all. You know? I hope
1: we see more of that. That's part of why I'm actually curious about the social space um, in the in the beta is like, okay, it's called the farm. It's not at the last tower. It's somewhere in like the middle of nowhere. It's
2: Herschel's place.
1: It's, right. Exactly. It's Herschel's <laughs> place. Exactly. Like, will that be the vibe? Will it be Herschel's place? <laughs> that's what I want to know. Because I, I would appreciate some of that vibe actually in Destiny. That would actually be kind of interesting. You know, like, we'll see. Yeah. So, I'm holding out hope.
2: One thing I did not like, but it looks like they're actually patching it, is that... So, they made heavy weapon ammo really, really scarce. Um, and that was doubly shitty, I thought, because also sniper rifles and shotguns are no longer uh, <sighs> the secondary weapons. Yeah, they're, they're now power, power weapons. weapons only. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. Oh, I I, I, I still think that decision fucking sucks, and we'll get to that in one second, yeah. but... In addition to that, then they made this power ammo really, really rare. Yeah. Uh, even more so in in PVP. I felt like the entire thing was being rebalanced for PVP, uh, which I'm not sure like that's your core Destiny constituency. They, yeah, but, they, they but they've ex- explicitly said that this was based on an
0: older build, and that the PVE balance, especially in regards to heavy ammo, will, will d- change. D- they said it's it's it changed a long time ago. That don't to not sweat it. Like, who knows whether no. that's true, and maybe they're, they're just saying that, and they're just balancing it for the final game, but they've
2: already publicly acknowledged that that they, they're aware of the imbalance. Though I still think it's actually kind of shitty in PvP as, as well, because, like, what it has turned into is, you know that weird pressure of when you're playing a MOBA? of like when you got a really important like team ulti none of us I don't it's I don't, so I don't know what Rob. that feeling is.
0: Rob. What Rob. Did, the hell? did you did you just describe, did you just like propose that to this group? Yeah. I, I also,
3: played awesome Knots for an hour ulti. once. Ulti. He said ulti. What's okay. ulti. an ulti? Wait, isn't it okay. just okay. it's like, like your ulti. aunt? Ulti. It's your aunt but it, she's older so yeah, she's yeah, an it's your ulti. Yeah, ulti.
1: No, I, it, for me it sounds like you know how the people in the UK call resident evil Rezzy?
3: Rezzy 7. 17.
1: 17. Ulti 17.
2: Okay, so you know how in Overwatch, <laughs> sometimes okay. uh-huh. you have yep. really big abilities yes. Yes. that like aren't like your regular abilities. are oh, right. right. not like on a mouse button. You're ulti. My
1: what? ulti. Yeah. yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah,
0: like in
2: Dota. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> All right. so you know how but there's that pressure of like, oh man, if I did not use this in a way that everyone deems correct, everyone's going to be like, you fucking idiot. You yes. ruined it. You wasted that power. I think a little bit of that is, is maybe going to start happening in PvP as well because they've made the power ammo like scarce enough. I see what you're saying, and so many weapons are now dependent on it.
1: Where it's like, oh shit, I've got this ammo. Do I spend it? Is this the moment to use the grenade launcher or the sniper well, rifle or the shotgun? If you're
2: a weaker player, uh, as I certainly am right now, because I haven't played Destiny in ages, it right. actually actively discourages you from using that shit and therefore getting better with it. Right, because you are never the you are probably not the ideal person to to grab that shit when it pops so you're better off letting a better player use it and so like it just doesn't feel fun it feels like the game is sort of like slapping your wrist when you try to reach for like the cool shit and then the other aspect of it is I fucking hate the weapons in this game <gasps> like they're now so samey across mm. the board like it's like three flavors of rifle and a hand cannon which is just a big slow firing pistol hand
1: cannon's good hand
2: cannon's a god well, I like the hand it's, cannon. It's cool, but the thing is, like, shotguns and sniper rifles are also cool. And, like, yeah, they're good. I a like a shooter, them. they shouldn't yes. be, like, this rare treat where it's right. like, ooh, you want to use a shotgun. Oh, look at the big man.
1: Shotgun is the one that is the most, like, outrageous for me because of how core it was to the first to my build in the first Destiny. But also to yep. my build in games. Yeah. Like, I play a Vanguard in Mass Effect. I fucking charge into somebody and then I shotgun them. I, like, the shotgun has been, has been a, since, since Doom, the shotgun has been a thing that people associate with shooting in video games. Yes. Does it have a good shotgun? Might ask anyone upon entering a conversation about a new shooter coming out. Oh, Splatoon 2 is out. What's the shotgun like? I'll ask that question. Like, that's, I want to know what the shotgun is like in a game. Like,
2: Here comes Destiny Uh being, like... Destiny 2. Destiny 1. Good shotguns.
1: Pretty fucking good shotguns.
2: Here comes Destiny 2, like, grabbing the shotgun out of your hands and being, like, better skills, better ammo, better balance, and lifting it away from you.
1: (laughs) That's not... You're on a different level right now, Rob. Wow. That's... We, should,
3: we really need a GIF of what just happened oh there. Oh my God! <laughs> it was that was sorry, good. There I've were just, gestures to oh, go along.
1: Oh, Destiny 2018. These oh. midterms are going to be rough.
3: Oh. Um, really they excited never, for the that, midterm expansion. That never expansion. even
0: got officially announced, did it?
1: No, I think that they're going to kill that. I think the Democrats are going to kill that. That the response to that That's exact. The Democrats. Are mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. Mm. People should look up. Hmm. We're on our shit right now. Whoa. Uh the shotgun in the thing that the power – the switch with the, with the power ammo here that is so frustrating for me is just – I actually thought that the way that – so in the original Destiny, for people who don't know and like I know we're just – again, we're deep in some weird shit right now, Danielle. It's, it's but some good Destiny You're our good listener. Shit. Our good listener uh, uh, stand in do here. my
3: best, yeah. Uh,
1: so in the original Destiny, the guns are split into three categories. There was just like reg- kinetic guns. What was that called? Okay. Was, was it kinetic or is that the new one? That's the new one is it kinetic elemental power. Yeah. I just it call was it primary, like, secondary. Was, it was primary, power. secondary, yeah. special or something in the power or heavy. Um, and primary was just like, oh, they're just guns. They're just the guns that you have, like a, a r- assault rifle, um, hand cannon. Uh, what was it? What were some other like r- pulse rifle? Like kind of like your your meat and potatoes. Like this is the gun that you're carrying ninety percent of the time, or like most of the time. There was a mid tier one where the ammo was rarer, but it was like oh, this is like a step up. Special situation shotguns for when you're up close. Okay. Sniper rifles from, for when you're it's far your away. No, it's not your Ferrari. Okay. Your Ferrari is still like your rocket launcher. It's your
3: fancy SUV. It's your fancy SUV. All right. I got and it.
1: And also, you live a life where maybe you actually do, or it's like your it's like your four by four. Okay. But hey, guess what? You actually use it now and then. You're not just like it's not yeah, just the yeah, flash. It's not just there. Exactly. All right. And then there's the Ferrari, which Ferrari. is the like your super your souped up rocket launcher oh. or what are like a sword by the end of it. What are some other heavies? I always forget? oh like mach- like heavy oh, machine, machine gun, like all sorts of like this is for when I I gotta pull out the big gun. All right. And that differentiation across ammo types meant that, like, I felt like I had tactical choices when I went into a room or when I went into a fight. It was like, all right, I don't want to bring out the rocket launcher yet, but I'll I'll, I'll use some shotgun ammo on this motherfucker. Like, that felt, that felt like, OK, good. Like, I'm committing. I'm going to go all in. I'm not going to go all in, but I'm going to go in a little bit.
3: Yeah.
1: And then to, to go to this new system, which has just re- kinetic, which is just like, it's a regular gun. And then Elemento is like, it's a regular gun. What has fire on it? And then power, which is, like, that's where all the cool shit is, including shotguns and sniper rifles, but also including rocket launchers and grenade launchers okay. and all that. Okay. It's just, like, it's like you went, it's like we went from a system that has, like, what if you could rate games on a 1 to 3 score or a 1 to 2 score? We don't have that 2 anymore. Do you know what I mean? There's no middle of the road anymore. We don't get to say this is,
2: like, ah, I don't know. I really good. The, right. you, know, you always feel like you're, you now. this is never the right moment for this power yes. weapon. It's... You, 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 this is not dire enough, which so I'm you not sure that's how a should feel. And- so, right, so
1: I'll stick to my crappy gun. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing that, that this did change for me. When we left that event a couple of months ago, I was like, ah, oh, it'll be fine. But putting this time back into it today where it's like – or this week where I was like, I do miss a shotgun. I do miss a sniper rifle. I don't want to give up a slot. I don't want it to be my power weapon. I want my power weapon to be really powerful. And also we haven't seen yet what sort of inventory options there are in the game. Uh, A thing that is true about the original Destiny was you had very limited inventory slots on you and then you would often keep extra stuff back at like home base in a vault where you either had to go back to home base – And, like, open a – go up to a a terminal and be like, oh, I'm going to trade out this set of guns for this other gun because I'm going to go fight a boss. I need an elemental thing that does blah, blah, blah. Or I'd open up the app on my phone, which actually let you just automatically move. Right. Exactly. And, like, I don't want it to be that situation again. I want it to be very straightforward. Like, so it's just one of those things where – I just want it to be good. I just want it to be good. Yeah. And there's stuff here that I think is really good. And I wish I could – I wish I was going from here into its eventual release with like a little bit more energy because the stuff that looks cool, the, the, the strike, the story stuff, I'm like completely here for. And it's just weird to be in the opposite position of where I was for early Destiny 1, which was like, but there are some core things about the combat that I'm not on board with anymore. And I don't know. We'll see, Rob. We'll see, Patrick. We'll see, Danielle. We're going to make you play Destiny 2 with us.
3: I'm happy to play it. My mind is open. My heart is open. Okay. My heart is open to two things this week, pro they... wrestling and Destiny.
1: <gasps> Wait, your heart is open to pro wrestling? My
3: heart is open. I, I remember was I wrote, you wrote that pipe piece. Bomb.
1: Oh, right. Okay. I wrote
3: that piece about yes. Game of Thrones and how yes, I had yes, yes. an epiphany Yes. that Game of Thrones is pro wrestling is. for P- Prestige TV and that now that means I should open my heart. You should heart. open
1: your heart. And also the pipe bomb is really good.
3: Yeah, Isn't it? Rob was telling me about this. You
1: can't get into wrestling talk.
3: I understand. I'm just saying my heart is open. That's all.
1: Yeah,
3: I've got an open heart.
1: People should go dig up the David Shoemaker columns about like 2010, 2011 era of WWE. Yeah. Super fascinating because like Twitter, there's just a moment of just like WWE, which is this thing that is fake, this thing that is scripted, and that and that plays up its scripted, that knows it's yes. scripted, inter- interacting with. A fandom that is getting more knowledgeable about it as a business. Yes. And then how performers in that company then took the next step of engaging with the knowledge that the fans had. Well, and it isn't just the CM Punk pipe bomb, it is also like the ascendance of Jane O'Brien. It's like a bunch of different things happen at once that are just like. Really interesting, like, Mobius strip-like things turning in on themselves that pushed the, the, pushed the product, yeah. as they call it, of the show to be really good. And we're not there anymore with pro wrestling right now or with WWE. Pro wrestling is still safe and good and, and as a whole, but the WWE is not turning out great, great shows right, right now. But that brief moment is so good. Are
3: there any... Ladies only pro wrestling. I mean, there's,
1: there are lady divisions in the WWE okay. that are strong. they don't played
3: the
2: Divas branding, right? That's they've kinda... di- they've
1: given up the Divas brand. Divas is done. Okay. They they retired the Diva. There used to be the Diva belt for women wrestlers that was like a butterfly. That's a Diva on wow. it, and now it's the women's champion, okay. and it's just like a different color of sure. the men's championship belt. Sure. It's the same belt now, and like they brought up a bunch of women from there from their kind of developmental league, and some of them are just incredible performers. I think one of the best matches I've seen in the last three years was a women's championship uh thing during in their developmental league i'll send you some sasha's stuff. from All boston right. sasha is so good also
3: sasha from I'm boston. A, i am
1: gonna send oh that's oh, okay i know i know the exact match to send you
3: yes that's please. gonna make you love i'm wrestling. interested holy shit my heart okay. is open
1: it's for people listening it's the sasha bailey nxt match before sasha before sasha went up
0: oh who All doesn't right. know that match
1: it's a great match. I know. It's fantastic. <laughs> also, I don't... I,
0: Let me just tell you... I like, the, I, like some, that you bought, I like that you bought that maybe I knew what that match was. The
1: ultis in that match, unbelievable. <laughs> the
3: ultis, yeah!
1: All right, let's move on to anything else before we all just go into our own weird <laughs> alcoves. Anything else happening? Anybody else playing stuff this I, week? I'll
3: briefly mention something. Yeah. I don't want to go too far into it, but I just uh, I just did a little piece on this, and uh, I thought it was worth, worth my time. I played a game called the Awkward Steve Duology. Which yeah. is an FMV game. Okay. Full motion video game. Thank you. Yep. Sort of uh, inspired by utter FMV trash of the 80s and 90s. Right. Uh, and it, it inspired by that. And it's a single person, a single developer. The guy filmed himself. Oh, recently. he his is name, His name is uh, Paul Franzen. Wait. Game developer. I that was
1: Awkward Steve. He,
3: well, Awkward Steve is his uh, persona. As in wrestling. Mm. There's, like, a persona, right? Now I'm on board. So his persona is Awkward Steve, and it's an FMV game about a guy who has social anxiety and is awkward and does weird, funny things. Okay. Like, uh, there's a party going on at his house, and he hides in the bathroom, and it's all different choices of things you could do in the bathroom, like, play, read a book and take a shower with your clothes on and other fun things. It's just a funny, right. goofy comedy thing. And it's actually going to be at the Smithsonian American Art Museum nice. Arcade Exhibition. It's just like a very funny and heartfelt kind of thing, and he gave a really awesome interview. So that's up on Waypoint, Waypoint. right
1: Dot to read that. Yeah,
3: he's a funny. He's just a funny dude who's honest about his sort of social anxiety that's awesome. and made a funny, cool thing. So, rad. Yeah. Uh,
1: anybody else playing stuff this week? I continue to play it's
0: Splatoon two. Yeah, Splatoon uh, is wrote, out. You Wrote about it's a good it. Good game. What? Huh? What's to say that again, Austin? Did I miss What's Did it? I speak?
1: Yeah, I said uh, Splatoon is out.
0: Splatoon. Do you have to? You have to really drag it out.
1: Splatoon. Huh? Yeah, Splatoon. Can you do like a little more
3: Canadian, like the toony kind of. Sure, Splidoon. Splidoon.
1: I think is is do how you Splatoon. say it in French? How do you say two in French? Two in French.
3: De de Splidoon. Splidoon.
0: That's. I think that's on the new uh, battlegrounds map.
3: De <laughs> de.
1: Okay, Splidoon. Splidoon. There it is.
0: Patrick is now sorry he brought it up. <laughs> I, How's I that mean, game? That, I'm I'm sorry for all sorts of things, Rob. We don't have time to go down <laughs> that rabbit hole. I really want to be honest. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I I you know go read the piece that I wrote uh, on Monday uh, about the game. It's if you haven't played Splatoon, like it's an excellent entry to the series. If uh, it's if you had played it, like it's not a whole lot different. It's certainly the most like traditional conservative sequel that Nintendo's made in a long time. But I think that is largely because. A, that's how a lot of shooter sequels operate, and B, it makes sense for them to reintroduce Splatoon to a huge audience that is on Switch, that wasn't on Wii U, and that if they're going to make, like, bigger changes that will happen in the inevitable sort of Switch or uh, Splatoon 3 um, a couple of years from now. But, yeah, it's really good. It's really fun. I'm digging the multiplayer in a way that uh, I dug the first one, and I don't play these types of games. Um, It's very accessible, but, yeah, I, I... it, it, the single player is good. Yeah, it's good. It's a good game. There's like not a whole lot to say about Splatoon except, like, y- yo, it's good. And also, oh, man. So walking around the – let's maybe I should walk around the plaza because the plaza has some good
3: <laughs> –
1: The plaza is um, a social space.
0: Yes.
3: Uh, the plaza, yes, a okay. Space. It all makes
0: sense now. <laughs> uh, let's see if I can pull up are what people you are just, saying.
1: He's pulling I'm gonna,
0: up. I'm going to pull it up on my, uh, on, on my there. Switch right now. uh Earlier it said uh, Anime Sucks was one of the primary messages that was being paraded <laughs> around the social no. space. I really enjoyed it. There's another <laughs> one. Did you
3: write that? Yeah. No. I mean, you yeah, sure? Uh-huh. No,
0: no. no. Uh, Gus right. says Salty Splatoon. That's good. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, low cap. Anime Sucks. He's still there. Still part of the – still really uh, – what do you call uh, – here's a question for uh, the, the podcasters. What do you call a stupid squid?
1: I don't know. What do you call a stupid squid? Ink competent.
3: ho yeah.
0: Oh, I should have asked Danielle. She's like the only yeah. one to find Yeah, that. you probably had I that in your down heart. down
3: for that. Oh, yeah.
0: Let Ruby Kurosana have a center. What does that mean? Hmm?
3: I have no idea. That sounds
0: idea. like a sports thing. Auroras R- loves his girlfriend. I'm happy for you, Roris.
3: Auroras I'm oh, good. Oh, Shout nice. out to Roros. Big, you know?
0: Big Honk, which is a very good name. <laughs> big Honk is a very good name release NAC 2 now.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, come on. How many of these did you that see? Was, yeah, that was my alt, actually. Big Honk <laughs> is actually my After Dark account.
0: Yeah, I found Phobos. So I, found I know what it is. Terrible one. Phobos.
1: Very good one.
0: Very I'm good. Gonna, go, go look that up on Twitter.
1: If you go to, to twitter.com slash Fobwashed, F-O-B-W-A-S-H-D, uh, E-D, rather. There's a really good one right now.
0: Happy Woomy? What does Woomy mean? I don't actually... That's, don't,
3: that's so good. D- don't. Don't
0: look don't, that up. on. Do not so
1: Google good. Happy Woomy. Oh,
3: no. Uh,
0: don't cry, woomy. no. Don't cry for me. I'm already splat. <laughs> <laughs> uh it's all
1: right. Hold on. Uh, what are you describing for people who've never seen Splatoon?
3: but there's like meverse posts that people can have yes, and you. when you're walking around the social space which is whatever you call it in destiny but it's just oh, I was yeah. picturing, like a
2: squid memorial wall
3: <laughs> no they're, yeah, right. they're just like the little splatoon characters kind of standing around walking around interacting in the environment and the little it's, bubble comes up yeah. as their their meverse post right? it's a I little lo- bit yeah, like I a uh, hot
0: dogs so ret- hot- which makes
1: me. Which, this hot dogs on. are big right now.
0: Speaking of hot dogs, uh, uh, of hot dogs all right. Let's do there, this. There is a, uh, yeah. a great debate unfolding um, uh, on Twitter right now, begun by Great Uncle Buttpan, um, which if you're not familiar with Great Uncle Buttpan, oh, Butt uh-huh. Alex Giant Bombs, Alex Navarro, um, who we played with earlier this week in Battlegrounds.
1: Let's see. should let look that me... up at YouTube.com/slash/waypointvice. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's a great
3: oh. uncle. I'm a great aunt.
1: See, yeah, more. that's not how that works. Not all great uncles are married to great aunts. Uh, I mean, you uncle, tell me. Great, I don't fucking know what your what you two are fine, up to.
3: Fine. That's I don't, how it is. I don't. Great all auntie right. knuckles.
1: I great
0: don't. great uncle Buppan pan writes. Mustard is better than mayo and ketchup. I will die for this belief.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's factually correct. So I what's, have the, what's the issue?
1: I have thoughts. It's, definitely better. Definitely better than mayo.
2: Mu- yeah, I mean, so, I, like, I mean, and I like ketchup is worst uh, of the bunch. No, wrong. So, but I don't that know mean, what, does that mean I don't like, you dislike you that? mean you dislike mustard like,
3: on fries?
2: Yeah, look. Big, okay. Ketchup has one roll and one roll only. Fries. When someone fucks up French fries, then you call in ketchup. It's like a troubleshooter. It's like Mr. Wolf for bad French fries. Mr. Wolf. You're like, oh, French. no, I've got oh. a bunch of shitty French fries here. Blood everywhere. but That ketchup. aren't good you. with just salt, <laughs> like a good French fry should be. So I'm going to bring in this disgusting fucking tomato sludge and, like, dip this Get wedge garbage of in there. <laughs> like, what
0: the what you, fuck? Are you, you're saying, like, like that French fries have, like, the consistency of a, a fine steak that have like,
2: cooked, cooked correctly, the
0: then you don't use any sort of condiment with it? Who are Damn you? Damn
2: straight. A good French fry? <laughs> Work of art, my friend. Work of art. Just don't, don't, just, uh, don't fuck with it. Maybe, like, some herbs by all means herbs. put some herbs yeah. on that yeah. you know what if you do want to if you do want to gild the lily i don't recommend this <laughs> but the mayo on french, french fries, fries. Uh, is get, just fine are i shouldn't are have brought this out up
0: of your head. I shouldn't have brought this up all
3: right, what, you, all right how do you, you feel I, about next you're going to say like oh sauce.
0: actually you're supposed to put jelly on cheeseburgers on pizza. like oh yeah, it's just right. like uh like the jelly well,
3: brings, sunny, out, sure, jelly brings like out, jelly. out the the onion a good onion jelly. yeah it's delicious how do you feel about fry sauce, which is uh, something I've heard sauce? is a delicacy in mm, Utah? Where what is fry sauce? Mix mayo and ketchup together to make a pink sauce. Natalie is agreeing with me. She knows I'm, it's at least a thing. I've heard it. Sounds it like before. she likes it. I've well. tried this. It, she likes not, it.
1: it. It's similar to Russian dressing or Thousand Island. Like, yeah, yeah I yeah. like Thousand Island Russian dressing. I like yeah. that flavor profile quite a bit. Yeah, but I'm not here to talk about. I'm not here to talk about fry sauce. I'm here to talk about well, it's ketchup just that mayo and mayonnaise. those
3: are the two things that comprise fry sauce. So, you're so I saying feel like it's it be a be part. Allegiance
1: of this. Between, That's what I'm saying. Between ketchup and mayonnaise. Are mayo. they greater than the
3: sum of their parts and also part of this? Yeah.
1: Is that what goes into Russian dressing? Is that ketchup and Probably. mayonnaise? It looks like it might be. That might turn me.
3: It might turn See? Because
1: I love Thousand Island slash mustard or slash Russian dressing.
3: Yeah.
1: Hmm. I don't know now. But I don't – the thing is I don't like mayo by itself. Like I don't right. at all like mayo by right. itself. I like it when it's like with a or lot or of something. herbs and like it's an yeah. aioli or like, yeah, there is yeah, some, yeah. some mix. But I don't like mayo on my sandwiches. I don't like mayo near my salads. I don't like okay. mayo in, involved in my life, I generally understand. speaking.
3: I understand. Or
1: uh, mayo or Miracle Whip or whatever else you want to call that –
3: Type of thing. That, that style
1: of, of condiment.
2: Egg white
3: Austin, substance. why do you think
2: that is?
1: Cause it's bad. One, <laughs> two. Cause there's better things I can put on a sandwich,
0: like ketchup.
1: Well, I'm not like on a sub. No, <laughs> I'll just do oil and vinegar. Like well, I don't need the egg yolk the in there. Exactly. I don't just do exactly. me oil, give me you've the never, vinegar. You've never
0: taken a turkey sandwich and just dipped it in a in a thing of In ketchup? like a vat
1: of no no I have not. <laughs> Yuck.
3: I, I like ketchup. I feel like maybe Patrick am, has.
0: I'm highly pro. I am. I am
1: pro ketchup. Ketchup's damn good on a
3: hot I dog. Really on like a
0: ketchup. hot dog.
1: Damn good on a hot dog.
0: Yeah, see? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Fuck these Chicago hot dog elitists that say you cannot put ketchup on a hot dog. They're Rod monsters. Is leaving
1: the show. He his-
3: literally threw his headphones. <laughs> he's, he's gone. gone. He's he left. Out.
2: I wish we were streaming. Walked out. He's walked away. Yeah, they just said you put ketchup
3: on a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> a dog. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he is relaying this a else? door just slammed. Someone else. He slammed a door. I think he's back. All right, he came. He cooled off.
1: Oh man! I don't
0: even like relish. You're
1: gonna make him leave again.
3: <laughs> I like mustard. I'm grown. <laughs> you're still
2: There's using. A- you're still using Word. I paid a subscription for that shit, yo.
0: Sometimes, sometimes you gotta fill out form. I, I think the most offensive oh. part of this whole conversation is the revelation God. that Rob is still actively using Word. Oh.
3: This is a really good conversation. Fuck.
0: So wait. So like- let's go. Let's quickly. No more debate. Let's go around the table, and you can. You know, it's. It's. This is an up or down vote in the chamber. Mustard is better than mayo or ketchup. Yes. Yes or no, Austin
1: mustard is better than mayo or ketchup and ketchup together
3: that's see that's where this there's, a, a, real. there's I, I think a real there's a real question or, or. it's basically
0: it's a tier is is mustard at the top or is it not it's not at the top so no you're a no Ah, uh, what type of mustard austin I, but all the mustards, all the mustards you that's can okay. imagine you can't do
1: all the mustards Yes, you can. <laughs> no, hey,
0: guess, guess what? We just
2: another shitty things. thing about
1: ketchup. There's only ketchup. No, there's so many different mustards. I can't. Cause, and there's way more bad mustards than good mustards. True. So you do not want to go down this route. True. You True. Pick a good ass mustard. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna you be. To win this, you better zero in
3: the best mustard, the best ketchup, the best mayo.
1: Oh, the best. See that, that, go with it, that? Okay, then I'll put mustard. In. No <laughs> ketchup. Ketchup's more versatile. Ketchup. Ketchup's ketchup. more versatile. Ketchup's versatile.
0: Yep. There's um, not yeah, a lot of bad I'm, food yeah. in the world. So we got two for, two we, for ketchup. I'm, we don't I'm live ketchup. in the world
1: that you live in, Rob. Rob's like, oh, if the fries are, if the fries aren't as perfect <laughs> as they could be, we could use. Guess what? Well, most rosemary? fries. Most fries, not that good. Most fries need a little help. Then why are you eating them? Because you gotta eat. Bad That's fries are point. still good. Yeah. Because you go to the school district you're in, Rob. <laughs> That's why we invest in public schools. We'd all go get to go to where they have the fancy deli meats and the and the nice fries.
3: We didn't have any lunch at all in my school. This Wait, is what I'm
1: saying. You are we talking? Lucky. Are we talking about a David Brooks column now? Maybe it might be. Well, we are talking about the fries that you get. Is what I'm saying. All right,
3: Sometimes stop.
0: Stop. So, you so, get, so we're, we're at two you get ketchups. Fries? We're at two ketchups, Danielle. Yes oh, or God, no? You
3: you don't want my opinion because I'm a vegetarian, and I feel like that throws. Yeah, but a you can
0: off. still be a swing vote. You can still fuck with the. None of these things are. You can are be the me- capo no, of this I know, conversation. But
3: nobody respects a vegetarian's opinion about sandwiches. We do. we do. All right. This
1: is waypoint.
3: I think you're faking it right now because you really want me to say a certain no, thing. I, you
1: say whatever you want. I want you say to say what you truth. want. Oh, so wait, wait, wait. Are you vegan or are you vegetarian? No, 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 vegetarian. So it means you can eat mayo.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I do. I wanted to make sure. That, yeah.
1: I wanted to make sure that that you could vote on all
3: right. three. Is, is, I mean, is, is like, Danielle
0: the the Susan Collins of this debate? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my oh. god!
2: Well, <sighs> can we buy you off with a hundred billion dollars in Medicare Look, ketchup? I just know I'm the Molly Ivins of this debate, <laughs> and no matter what y'all have, no matter what conclusions y'all reach, I'm on the right side of history here.
3: I think you are actually. Wow. Man, this is tough. I like oil and vinegar.
1: Yeah, me too. That's not one of the votes. I know. You can't vote again. You can't do a writing.
3: <laughs> I shit. This is a very Susan kind of can't I vote to do. For myself. Not a You're true not conservative. The best condiment. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> Why not,
2: <laughs> Danielle? You and I go back.
3: We really do. Oh, it's personal. See, that's now. the thing. That's the other thing here. Also, uh, Molly Ivins is is. Cool.
1: If you want to split the vote, that's totally fine. We'll just be in deadlock. We'll be in gridlock just like fucking Congress. That's uh, fine. That's what it is. Can't pass a goddamn thing. You know,
3: I, I take moral ob- <laughs> objections oh, okay. to the whole debate. I mean that's fine. If actually, if you want to sit out. I'm sitting out.
1: Alright, we'll just
0: catch up wins.
3: I'm
1: catch up wins. As it
0: always does.
3: I had to say. As a it stand. was said,
0: as it was foretold, as it ever shall be.
1: Catch up wins. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna ketchup eat a meal with ketchup today, even if it doesn't require. Me too. I'm gonna go get some bad French fries tonight. Hell yeah! I'm gonna take <laughs> some photos of them. I'm gonna text them to Rob.
1: <clears throat> take that, Rob.
2: Ugh.
1: Eat this ketchup. Ketchup with this. This is our subterfuge. Eat ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the ketchup bucket. Somebody give Yay. me. Any-
0: See, Rob doesn't know, but that's what's in the bin in the bucket the whole time.
1: <laughs> Every time you reach down there for a question, your hand gets all red and gooey. From that tomato sludge you hate so much.
3: God.
1: Give me a number. 12.
3: He looks so disgusted you went, right no, now. I'm no,
1: I'm not going to 12. What's the Heinz number? 57? 57. Yeah, we're going Fuck to 57. You. We're no. going to 57. You're going to answer this question. That's what oh you're going to my do. Oh, God. Catch up <laughs> with these hands. So this question is directed at Austin.
2: Of course it is. Of course it is. This yes. disgusting, overly sugared question.
1: You know, it's not, actually. A Uh-oh. few years ago, during the Steam paid mods debacle, you were on a podcast with Lana Polanski, who's a games critic, uh, where you described yourself as, quote, a dirty Marxist. <laughs> I'm curious what your relationship with Marxism is today. Would you still describe yourself as a dirty Marxist? If not, what made you change your mind? Best regards, uh, Jeppe from from Denmark. I don't know if I'm mispronouncing your name or not. Um, I think, like, with the rise of the DSA over the, over the last... Six months or so. I think the that that Marxian analysis is is as. Do relevant you want to explain today. what
0: that is to people?
1: Yeah. I, so like the the long and short is God. What's the long and short? <laughs>
0: <laughs> or even just the acronym. I'm not sure everyone knows what DSA means.
1: Oh, the 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 Democratic Socialists of America is a is a third party, is an independent party in in America that's been gaining steam. Um, that has at its at its kind of as its base um a, a a set of principles that value and and Fundamentally, want to build a society that is equitable when it comes to labor, to labor rights. That people who produce value should be paid well for the value that they produce. They should not be exploited. They've they've gotten better over the years in their their uh, kind of uh, uh, politics around uh, identity, uh, around uh, marginalization. It's a it's a it's a pretty good party, uh, is what I'll say. Um, you know, it's at least in my experience. Um, but more importantly, like I do think that the sorts of analyses that Marx and those who came after Marx, which is like a whole bunch of political scholars, um, are as relevant today as ever, Uh, analyzing how society is – grows and reflects the kind of relations – Uh, The economic relations that it is built upon uh, right now especially is super relevant. Um, It's very easy to look for – I mean like this – we actually can go back to the David Brooks column that we were talking about, right? Like that column was one in which he wrote basically the problem with education is cultural. The problem with education is that uh, people will build uh, sort of cultural borders around good schools, around – you know uh access to certain um resources for young poor students uh that the only way that you can get into the upper class the only way that you can that you can go from actually from like kind of you know working class into into an established middle class is to is to like learn the ins and outs of the culture and I'm not saying that there's nothing that right exactly to like the right mustard as it were, most of us just have ketchup um, and I rejected that in this this yeah. column I wrote last week. you can find also on waypoint um because <laughs> Rob just what, made a face. <laughs> what uh the reason that people don't have access to good education is about funding. It's about, like, what districts get, get, uh, are prioritized inside of a state. Uh, what programs are, are prioritized? Where your tax money goes? How tax districts are actually set up to begin with? Uh, you know, what, what, what sort of redlining is happening in terms of housing markets? All of that stuff is what leads to, uh, the kind of cultural situation that we're in, the societal situation that we're in. And there's flexibility depending on which thinkers you, you talk to about how those things interact with each other and blah, blah, blah. But all of that comes down to this, this core notion that Marx put forward that was in opposition to another idea. Like at the time there was this idea that ideas are what drove society and what Marx said was like actually the material relations are what drive society and drive history. History is about different material things, different relationships between you know uh, money and factories and people who work being put into relation with each other. It is not just like whoever has the best ideas get those ideas become the ideas of the world. In fact, it's the ideas of those who own the factories and, and it's the actual organization of the factories themselves. Um, I think that's right now, yeah, still dirty Marxist yeah. it turns out. Uh, and and if I hadn't been if that hadn't been sprung on me, I'd have an even better answer. But I'm gonna look at the second fifty seven question. It's double fifty seven. Yeah. Hey Vice Crew I guess I'll start by saying I was able to vote when Obama was first elected. I didn't make the time to vote back then, but I did four years later. However, even then, I didn't care much about politics. Now I'm 26, and this last go around, I wanted to research everyone and everything on my ballot, especially given what was at stake. With things <laughs> circling down the drain faster and faster, again, this question came in a little while ago, yeah. uh, I feel my voice needs to be heard now more than ever. But how the heck do I find the time to do so? Even if I only focus on things that matter to me most, such as health care and net neutrality, the two things that have been really in the news lately, keeping up with what's going on uh, with them in Washington, calling my representatives, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it feels like a part-time job at the very least. I already have like three of those. Yeah. Am I making this a bigger to-do than it actually is? Uh, you know, does anybody else call about every bill up for vote? As people who are way busier than I am, how do you keep up with the news in the political world and find the time to make your voices heard? That comes in from Daniel from Florida. How do you find the time?
3: It's extremely important. You prioritize it.
1: What's that That's my like?
3: easy answer. Yeah, right? like what's that look as like? As a person in your who has actions? a nice job so like for, for example, and a nice like life. I, I, uh,
0: in, in Illinois, I, I'm lucky slash unlucky to uh, have a Republican as sort of my representative in my area, and so right. that gives me a like. There's, I think there's a lot of people that uh, on the left that live in places in which you're represented by. Uh, people on the left, and so there's le- there's often less of, like, a personal incentive to, like, get involved because, like, well, my representative is more or less expressing my views, like, eh, as opposed to, like, me. I, like, I have a reminder on my phone. Um, it's, like, every Monday at, like, Four o'clock when like my day's starting to wind down, and then I find something that's been in the news that I uh, that I care about, and I write a letter, individual letter to my congressperson every single week because I want it to be on the record that like one of his constituents like that will be you know voting against him most likely in twenty eighteen like is keeping tabs on his voting record uh, every single week. And has that, I know that that has to be processed and noted noted in a record somewhere, like whether or not it makes a difference. It's like, it keeps me to keep on tabs with like my local politics, which is right. uh, That's, that's what I hold on to is like, I've, you know, in the past year, like since buying a house and, being in, you know, I have voted in local school board elections. Like, I've tried to focus my energies on paying attention to what's local and, like, sending reminders to, like, to check that stuff out. Um, like, I even have a reminder that's, like, it, like on Fridays, like, hey, check, like, the local newspaper. And just, like, read through, like, the local headlines to get, like, a sense of what's happening in my area. So, like, I use reminders as ways to, like, jolt, to, like, my head to go check things that I might not just instinctually see during the day. Um that hopefully gives me a chance to to take care of that stuff.
1: Nice. Yeah, I think that that's, for me, is definitely the way to do it, is to set a specific goal in mind, which is, like, I'm going to write one letter this week. I'm very busy, but I know I can contribute in this one way. I'm going to set the time aside to do
2: that. But, so, I want to hear, though, from, like, because, Danielle, you were an activist for years. You were at the ACLU, and you're also kind of a master of keeping many plates spinning simultaneously. (laughs) So, like... I think a lot of us are in this in this position of, like, boy, I wish I had more time to, like, make my voice heard and take part in politics, but I'm really fucking tired and busy and overstretched. How do you do it? Like, what what are the things you can do now uh, to, to sort of, like, have an impact uh, if you if you don't have the luxury or the ability to go become a full-time activist?
3: Yeah, totally. I, I Like, my whole thing, my whole shtick, my whole life has been if you can fight, do it. And knowing that, like, not everybody has that mm-hmm. luxury. Some people really don't have... Anytime, whatsoever. They have five kids and three jobs and are worried that ICE is going to deport them and and that sort of thing. That advice and my harsh tone towards make the fucking time for it does not (laughs) apply. I want to make that very clear. That does not apply to people who don't have the privilege of having literally five minutes.
1: How do you make that judgment to yourself as to whether or not you're there I, with the job. Being
3: honest with myself, I can. Okay. I can do it. Yeah. You know, I, I have a full-time job. I have a part-time job. I have a volunteer job. You know when you're making an stuff, excuse. And I can fucking do it. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people can. I think a lot of people can do it. And, and it's honestly a question of you just make things a priority and you just do it. Like Patrick was saying, having a reminder, whatever it is that helps you stay on track with something, I personally just sort of see things in the world and i will call and i will do the email and i will do the thing and i will show up to the march and i will volunteer for the thing whatever it is i'm obviously i'm on twitter all friggin' day and that's mm-hmm. not always the healthiest thing but i have people kind of giving me those reminders and that's how i see it personally.
1: i will say the other thing that can help is to turn it or add it to your socialization right like absolutely have a letter writing week or yes. a weekend event like yes. have a a fundraising campaign thing that like you work with other people and that way you're like with your friends doing this this while, is a thing also. you can do together exactly do yeah. this postcard writing you know a weekend get together put on a movie and just like knock it out do like, it. whatever the thing is that you're trying to do figure out a way to, to incentivize yourself so that you are not the only one doing it or so that you're able to do something else while you're doing it find find a way to like double up on those tasks that that can help a lot exactly not that hanging out is a task but it kind of can be a task it
3: can't be to get out of the house right yeah and also here's the thing about it it feels really fucking good it feels really really fucking good for a lot of these things are fairly low effort yeah turning up for a march is higher effort than writing a letter or making a quick call but sometimes you need that win you need that boost in your day or you need that that time that hey you, you spent it with friends or you did whatever you did like it feels good to feel as if i know it's a drop in the bucket but at least this is contributing towards that good bucket. And think about the good bucket,
1: basically. It's
3: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. my two cents. <sighs> I think two cents for the proletariat. I
1: think we did two cents for the <laughs> – hopefully a little more. Hopefully we'll find you know, more than two cents for, in the, bucket. for the proletariat. Yeah, <laughs> That's going to do it for us this week. Thank you for listening to us talk about destiny and catch up and wrestling. And Marxism. submarines and Marxism. That's <laughs> Welcome to Waypoint. It's our brand. We're yeah. extremely online. We are extremely <laughs> yeah. online. We're not ex- Thankfully, we're not extremely mad online. We're just extremely yeah, online. Just extremely I'm mad. Austin Walker. You can find me at Austin Walker. No, that's wrong. At Austin underscore Walker on Twitter. Where can people find you, Danielle?
3: Danielle R.I.
2: On Twitter, Patrick. I me at Patrick Klubik. Rob Zachney. In the mustard aisle at your local oh. supermarket, Good. where I'll probably okay. be buying Ingelhoffer wasabi mustard, which is Engelhofer. really just out of this world. You getting paid it's like mustard, but with wasabi. Ooh.
3: You can't
1: put that... You can't... No, 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 no. You don't get to cash price? that. That's not part of the mustard category at that point. Wait,
3: oh, you no. made a big oh, no, deal about no, how... it is, because remember we said the best mustard and no, the best but ketchup?
1: A, because then mayo is like a billion different things in the mayo
2: category.
3: Oh, shit. See you I actually use see the variety of
2: mustards against mustards. Like, literally, we can play the tape. Ten minutes ago, you were like, there's so many mustards out there, and a
1: that's lot of them are saying. shitty. But, you but can't I'm now... saying there's good but ones, that's... too. Of course they're good. It's good everything.
3: Oh, I had an amazing guacamole slash hummus yesterday, and now I can't lick Was that if a hummus? Me, is that a guacamole? Exactly. It what was do I both a little there. bit of salsa
1: in there, too. You can find everything we do at well, com, at popliopals.moe, yeah. at, for instance, uh, culturalmarxism.club.
3: Let's see, there we go. That's the them. very appropriate uh, one
1: today. We've all, we have so many <laughs> domains. Now. There was a new one recently that was very good. Does anybody remember... What it was. God, I. It was mm, like
3: biz.nas.
1: I mean, there is. That one. The one that I really. <laughs> one of the ones that I really like is. Uh, uh, oh, it uses biz in a really good. Yeah, there's a really uh, good. What is it? It's, it's something.biz. Uh,
3: Haunted.domain. Uh, you already Exus know
1: what it.biz is incredibly <laughs> good. Is incredibly good. Also, uh, largest millennial video library in the.biz. Oh, biz. Lots of videos oh, out there. Boat yeah. Jazz. Boat Jazz. org. Someone. I don't know. Patrick, did you hear that one? No. Someone got us Boat org. Shout outs to whoever did that. To all of our amazing Thank fans. You, friends. Remember, if you are one of our amazing fans, you can talk to other amazing fans at waypoint. Nope. At discourse.zone. zone. Discourse there America. it is. Shout outs also to Tim Barnes. You can find on Twitter at TimBarnes451 uh, and to Natalie Watson, who is at... Natalie Watson.
3: (laughs) There we go. She's
1: nodding at me. Yeah. Who runs all of our streams, our our great intern. Fry sauce. And finally to Boen, who lets us use his track Miss You off the EP pale machine. Find out more info about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Danielle. Yeah. What is it that we say to him?
3: Be good or be good at it.
1: Peace.